Welcome to the Happy You Are Here podcast. In this episode, we are here with Georgiana Danette from Holistic Life Hub. In this show, we try to talk about tools, techniques, and ideas that can help us live more fulfilling lives. I was excited when I found Georgiana because she really fits a lot of the things that we talk about in the show. She has some unique experience dealing with and working with neuroscience, psychology, and spirituality, kind of converging on a bunch of different things. Welcome to the show. And why don't you give us a little introduction about, let's say, your background, how you got to where you're at, and what is some of the kind of things that interest you most within that space that we just mentioned. Hi, and thank you for uh, having me in your show. I will start with a very short uh, background. I was brought up in a country with a dictatorship. And the conditions there were not exactly the most relaxing, happy ones you can imagine. I, I actually don't wish those conditions for anybody. So there was a lot of stress, tensions in the daily life, uh, this fear that at any point you could be thrown in jail, that people were having like in the back of their heads all the time. So uh, that was actually impregnating my whole uh, adolescent life. And therefore I start searching for something better, uh, for, for something which can give my life meaning. Uh, I discovered the yoga class right after the dictator was killed because during the dictatorship nothing related to spirituality was allowed in the country. No yoga, no martial arts, no, no nothing that could be considered spiritual. So I started with yoga when I was 18 uh, and I was always also, you know, as a teenager, I was still, you can, I was still a teenager. So I was thinking nobody understands me, you know, a little bit the melodrama of <laughs> yeah. things. <laughs> so when I was attending the, this introductory lecture, um, the, the yoga teacher said, if you have any questions and you don't want to address them in public, just wait until the end of the lecture, come up on stage and you can ask them privately to us. So I waited until the end. And really, uh, my whole childhood and teen life, I was thinking, I really want to do something to change my destiny. I don't want to live like this. So I went on the stage and I asked, I was asking the, the teachers, if I start practicing the integral yoga, can I change my destiny? And they said, yes, you can. Good. Then I will start. <laughs> <laughs> so I started when I was 18 and then practicing the integral yoga. Integral means it integrates the, the entire system. It's not only physical poses as most people believe. I, yeah, yeah, that's what I was. I realized that actually life is it's so much more than we are taught in school or that we learn in our families or that we see in society, in mass media. And it, it's so fascinating, this topic of self-development, that um, I was hooked. I'm still hooked. And after three years, yeah. I start teaching it. And after 31 years, I'm still doing that. So... I think that's really interesting because that's, you know, not an experience that a lot of people uh, that are listeners of this show, which are mostly in the United States, <laughs> I think with things going on right now, people are kind of um, having a little more empathy for people that have lived through a little more authoritarian upbringings. I mean, that's really, you know, I think that I know a lot of people from, I actually know some people from Romania that are probably have some similar experiences. And I know some people from other countries that uh, I actually know some people even from China that are recent, are still dealing with that sort of thing in a different way. But uh, it's it can take a pretty heavy tool on on what you're allowed to practice and explore. And I think that 
the freedom to be able to do that and to find whatever it is that resonates with you and then follow that path is something that um, a lot of people take for granted uh, when you just have access to that. Yes. When, so I, when, when um, I came to Sweden and yeah. I was telling the, my Swedish friends uh, about my life in, in, uh, in Romania, they were looking at me. I could clearly see that they understand my Swedish language, but they, mm-hmm. <laughs> they yeah. couldn't relate in any manner to to what I was telling them. Yeah, thankfully. <laughs> yes, uh, exactly. So I'd like you to go a little bit further into um, describing integrated yoga. Is that what you were calling it? What's the word that you were? Integral. Integral, mm-hmm. yeah. Because for me, you know, I I... Definitely, I come from a background of practicing Vipassana, which I know is very tied into yoga and and in itself depends which school of thought that you follow, um, consider part of it. But coming from like my American upbringing, uh, my understanding of yoga has been entirely physical or how the spirit relates to physical or mental aspects relate to the physical. So it would be interesting to hear a little bit more about, um, you know, the fullness of what that uh, can can be and what that practice looks like. Sure. Uh, so the integral yoga, it's actually the, we can call it the original yoga, uh, which is mm-hmm. an, a combination of all the yoga branches. So if you say you practice yoga, you basically say nothing. You need to have a prefix to <laughs> it and say, I practice integral yoga. It means you practice all forms of yoga. Or you say, I practice hatha mm-hmm. yoga or kundalini yoga or raja yoga or some form of yoga. But integral yoga is is actually the original yoga in which the focus was upon using uh, different sorts of methods, physical training, mental training, what it is called now, for example, quantum physics, neuroscience, psychology, nutrition, diet, mm-hmm. astrology, uh, the di- uh, sexology, and so on. So um, they understood very well that we are complex human beings and that there are uh, more to us than a physical body. And they were addressing the human uh, being as a whole. So integral, it's you can also call it holistic yoga. And uh, by sure, yeah. y- you you start discovering how you work which are the mechanisms, why you react in certain ways, how you can improve, how you can develop. And for example, yoga was saying since 6,000 years ago that uh, human beings use approximately 5% of our innate capacities. Now, science says exactly the same thing. Six years, 6,000 years later, (laughs) science came and Mm -hmm. proved the same thing. So imagine the happiest feeling you ever experienced, the most brilliant ideas you ever had, the most radiant state of health you ever had, 5% of what you can. Can you imagine yourself with 100%? So so mm. when you start practicing the integral yoga, you, you really learn in depth what means to be a human being, which are the levels in a human being, which dimensions you have, how your mind works, how your subconscious mind works, how your psyche works, uh, how your physical body works, what you need in order to maintain your body healthy, what you need in order to maintain your emotional life uh, balanced, what you need in order to make the best use of your most powerful instrument, which is your mind. And also you understand this, that you you can be and do much more than you are and do right now. 
Because right now you are just, no matter how magnificent you are, it's only 5% of what you can. So all these so-called paranormal mm-hmm. powers that people are speaking about in some traditions, they are not paranormal. They are normal, but they are dormant. They are, they are latent. They, they are not awakened and used yet. So all these paranormal powers that you can hear about, they are actually normal capacities which are not awakened yet. Yeah, I think that it's funny because I often talk about, you know, if, if if humans had a instruction manual for how to properly use the human body uh, and our mind and our everything that's tied together with that uh, within the greater system that we're part of, we probably wouldn't use it because <laughs> uh, people are stubborn, you know. Uh, and it's interesting because the more I learn, the more I find that there are a lot of these ancient schools, I guess you could call it, um, where people did figure out a lot of and maybe within a different um you know vocabulary and modality of understanding than the traditional western scientific viewpoint might be but it's a lot of that stuff it fits like you've pointed to a few times that that fits into the same the pieces fit together (laughs) just we're using different languages to describe them it's just a terminology that differs because if you if you if you are uh, interested in spirituality uh, and spirituality doesn't mean religion so if you are interested in the the spiritual dimension of of uh, life and humans you will find that all spiritual traditions they speak exactly about the same thing with different names. So the terminology is different because the the, yeah. the reality is the same. It's just that it was uh, described in different manners depending on the culture or uh, geographic uh, area and so on. So, for example, in Chinese medicine, because in the Western world we are quite familiar with that, we heard about meridians. And if I say uh, mm-hmm. anything about meridians in the human body, everybody knows what that is, at least in theory. And in the yoga, they are called nadis. It's exactly the same reality they describe with two different names. So, so yes, uh, no matter yeah. where you are from, or, and no matter also the, the tradition, they describe the same reality because uh, how I am as a human being in the Western world is exactly how I am as a human being in the Orient. It, it's not, <laughs> they, are, they are not two mm-hmm. different species. Yeah. Why do you think it is that people seem to have a, and I mean, myself included, I think there's a certain resistance to, I guess, like, like giving into or um, I think maybe it, partially it's it's a little bit overwhelming because there's so many different because of the internet we're, we're, we have this availability of information and there's so much information and you know it's, it's hard to decide which things maybe resonate with you the most and which things will be the path that you know allows you to reach that higher potential of your higher self and it can be very overwhelming. What do, what do you think it is that causes us, I guess, to shut down? I feel like that's what happens is, is people are presented with this like overwhelming, like you say, you know, let's say we're using 5% of our potential. What if we could reach 100%? That sounds incredibly overwhelming to most people. Oh, I thought it would sound extremely fascinating and motivating. <laughs> <laughs> Well, both. It does. It sounds fascinating. And then it's think you think I can't even maybe comprehend that, you know, I think that um, and maybe this is not your experience. It's only it's it's maybe just my experience and the experience that I have of the people that I interact with. But uh, it seems like, you know, if, if I were to present someone with 
all of the things that have helped me get to the point where I'm at um, and I feel like I have so much further to go sometimes that can overwhelm people and they can just say like well I don't I'm not I can't do that um I, I can understand that I believe from my from my experience in working with thousands of people uh, it depends to to start mm-hmm. with with how we are raised up uh, because both in schools, Uh, but also in our families, to the to the greatest degree, we are taught how to do and to have, and we are not taught mm-hmm. so much how to be. Of course, our parents are teaching us uh, some uh, common sense rules and good manners, but still, uh, neither in school nor in the family, people are teaching us this is what it means to be a human being. This is your potential. These are the abilities you could use more. This is how. How a human being functions, and if you want to function optimal and properly, you need to do this and that. Uh, if we will have that since we are kids, nothing will seem overwhelming for us any longer. Right. So I think it has quite a lot of to do yeah, with I mean, the, the upbringing and the education we get. It's my experience, and I think it's—I don't know if this is applicable everywhere—is that we're raised with a lot more of what you can't do. You can't do this. You can't do that. Don't do that. You shouldn't do that and less of this is what's possible especially in regards to with within your human body and your human mind which i don't know where that necessarily there's all kinds of you know things you could say that that comes from but how do we if, if let's say most of us have that upbringing and have that kind of predetermined wiring you know what are some of the steps that we can start taking especially early on in a, in a path to to open up <laughs> just kidding uh, you can start like me being uh, really discontent with what life has uh, what normal life so called has to offer you <laughs> and you want more from it so th- that can yeah. be a path and many people actually start uh, seeking something more when they are depressed or when they suffer from anxiety or they had a, mm-hmm. a very bad break uh, uh, breakdown or uh, something which was uh, somehow tragic to a certain degree but it doesn't yeah. have to be like that the starting point is to realize uh, that there is much more to life than you can see right now or you can even comprehend and also uh, the the thirst for truth to really find out what's the truth about me what what can i really do is it is this it is this all i can do or is it more so it ha- Yeah, I think there's a balance too. There's a there's a there's a balance between knowing about and knowing something. You know, there's a difference between intellectually understanding something and then experientially knowing something. And that's where it gets easy to get especially with the information that's everywhere. It gets easy to get caught up in knowing about things um and reading about it and thinking you understand it maybe dismissing it because it doesn't fit into your current experiences but until you actually start to practice something and and you get that experiential evidence for yourself you know you don't Absolutely. really know it ever you can study something Absolutely. forever Absolutely so so one of the one of my favorite sayings uh, which comes from yoga is that uh, a gram of practice is worth tons of theory So you can be the most learned person on earth yeah. if you do not practice and obtain results. It's just uh, information. It's not life experience. Yeah. 
Yeah, and you're it, that that's to really break down your current belief systems. You have to take some action and, and actually start to practice something, even if you're just trying it. I think you know it can be overwhelming to say I'm going to dedicate my entire life to this school of yoga or this uh, even you know new eating pattern or this idea, meditation, whatever it is. When that can be overwhelming when it's so different from your current worldview and your current but understanding you can, of the, of the maybe universe. you can shift um, maybe you can shift the perspective there, oh, and but, say i will dedicate my life to my well-being or i will dedicate my life to me being healthy and happy yeah yeah that's an interesting and then uh you will find yeah you you will find no what different ways like. so that you will reach you being healthy and happy Mm-hmm. And then it it will not seem overwhelming. It it will just seem natural. Of course, I want to be healthy. Of course, I want to be happy. So, okay, what can I do about that? Aha, this and this and that. Is that kind of the, you know, you, you've coached a lot of people. So that's kind of, I think, where you have some experience that I might not and, and the listeners might not where does it seem like that's the starting point is that kind of resolution to not necessarily this specific practice or that specific practice but just your well-being and dedicating to yes it helps that. yes it uh, helps which is yes, seems it obvious helps because because <laughs> but you know um right. if we are speaking there, about spirituality and self-development and i call it on purpose self-development and not personal development because you don't need to develop more your mm-hmm. personality you need to develop yourself if we are speaking in terms of spirituality and self-development you will also speak about ego and uh, the ego doesn't want you to develop <laughs> because the ego wants to say safe and uh, ego likes mm. uh, well-known things patterns habits routines so everything which is unknown new yeah potentially having the effect of uh, deep transformation the ego will come with very smart arguments why you shouldn't do that and i said smart and not intelligent so the ego <laughs> is clever yeah. but the ego is not intelligent so when you start then you can you can have this <laughs> yeah i think clever is a really great <laughs> so you way can, to you can start your self development li- like this uh, shifting a little bit the perspective and thinking i i will simply dedicate my life to me being healthy and happy and i'll i'll see what i need to do because if you if you think like that instead of oh i have to dedicate yeah. my life to being vegetarian and practicing three hours yoga per day and two hours of meditation <laughs> and uh, renouncing this and this and that i don't think there will be many enthusiastics i like the you know the ego can be so tricky in that it really can find any way to convince you that you should stay um exactly where you're currently at until You know, I think that's why a lot of people come to any form of wellness practice from desperation, from some kind of extreme anxiety or extreme stress or depression, addiction, trauma, is because the 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 state of the current state of existence has to be so unbearable that that ego really doesn't have any ground to stand on anymore. Um, I think it's much trickier when you have people that. Even when you are like dealing with that sort of thing, when it's not so bad, I know I hear this a lot, and I was at once in the same place where it's always, well, I haven't hit rock bottom yet. Once I hit rock bottom, I'll start taking care of myself, which sounds like such an absurd thing, but yeah, I think that, you know, it's hard to convince someone, or and I mean, I guess it doesn't matter because it's up to each each individual's 
journey to decide that you don't have to wait for that rock bottom to start improving and start finding whatever those practices are that work for you. But once you do start to get that little glimpse of self-improvement, it's like... it's, it's a very good addiction, <laughs> and also you don't you, you don't need to feel um, really really yes. bad. You don't really have to be extremely depressed and anxious. You can start a self development even from a, a good place, so to say. And this is why, because even when you have no problems and you believe you are healthy mm-hmm. and you believe that you are happy, this is what we are used with. This is what for us is normal, but is a lot under our potential. So what, what you think it's happy and what you think it's healthy and what yeah. you think is harmony or peace or whatever good state uh, you experience is still a lot under what you actually are able of. So honestly speaking, I, I cannot imagine myself how I will be when I have 100% of my potential awakened, <laughs> but I really want it. <laughs> so I, I don't care how long it mm-hmm. will take me. I really want it. So I do everything in my power to get it because I understood and not, not, a, not like an intellectual speculation. I understood like- because from time to time you have really special states when you are yeah. ecstatic and then you understand that, aha, this can be my normal. Do you feel that, can you see that trend happening over time that you're getting closer and closer to that state more Absolutely. consistently um, no, through no practice or whatever it. your practice might be? So if you really have oh, a daily practice, you, you will start like accumulating certain type of energies if we are speaking a little bit like a, a, a physician. So you'll start accumulating uh, certain types of energies which will have specific results. So from being a little bit bored with life, you will start having enthusiast- enthusiasm. And from not being so happy, you'll start being happy. And from having health issues, you will start get rid of them. So you will see a constant improvement and you will realize, aha, if I'm doing this, I can obtain those results. So you you have a a system that works. And when you see that the system works, of course you want more. It's, uh, if I may say so, it's almost like, you know, when you are very in love and you are the one that you love and then you make love and you have very delicious states of pleasure. Of course you want more. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think that, you know, that's, I think the key is to early on especially establish something that you can work on daily that's consistent because otherwise you might get those little peaks i always like to say peaks behind the curtain but uh it's so easy to fall off when everything seems like oh everything's good right now so i don't have you know i don't have to practice my meditation i don't have to go to as many yoga classes maybe whatever it is um because i'm good and then it falls back down and I, I have experienced that um less so now like the older I get the more I start to realize like oh even when things are good the the practice is important to continue because I've seen those results it was really hard to latch on to that consistency consistent perseverance is early the key. on though because if you practice a little bit half an hour a day it will give you better results than if yeah. you practice three hours in the weekend because then you have time so a little bit of practice daily, it will give you much better results than a lot of practice in the weekends right. when you are free, when you have some free time. 
And also regarding to this with perseverance, uh, I use it uh, as a joke, though I'm very serious. I'm telling my students, I don't call them clients, I call them students. I tell them, with your daily practice, it should be like this. Your attitude regarding your daily Mm -hmm. practice should be like this. If you are about to die... First you do your daily practice and then you die. <laughs> That's perfect. I love it. I love that. If you were to, you, you, you have so many different, I mean, because you're practicing such a holistic, obviously your whole thing is holistic life hub. Like that's encompasses so much. Is there, I guess it really, in your mind, it depends for each person. They're going to resonate and, and latch on to different pieces of practice, especially early on. Is there somewhere where if someone was interested by this conversation and wants to learn more, jump off a little bit more into, you know, what you have to share and um, that sort of thing, is there somewhere that they can do that? And is there kind of a direction that you can point them in? The easiest is with my website, which is called holisticlifehub.com. And there they can find uh, which services I offer and some freebies and more. So holisticlifehub.com. Great. I see you have a, yeah, you have some free webinars and there's a lot on here (laughs) that I think, you know, someone could definitely find something that resonates with them. And they they can find also links to YouTube and Spotify and so on. So the web page is the easiest place to go. Great. Is there anything that you'd like to leave? Um, an idea maybe that you want to leave the audience with before we end? I, I would encourage everybody to to consider the fact that uh, we are here to do a little bit more than wake up, go to work, come home, eat, sleep. Wake up, go to work, come home, eat, sleep. Uh, we, we are much more than that and we can... Uh, we have such a treasure within. We have s- so many riches within that are worth discovering. It takes a little bit of time and it takes a little bit of perseverance, but it's so worth it Be- because you will discover that you are meant to doing and experiencing great things. I love it. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Mm-hmm.